Hey, happy day. How about you slow down today? Maybe reduce the noise? Listen, Igor, SF Walker is the name. Are you aware that you can walk your life into a natural flow? Book of the Week series is where you are. Weapons of Mass Instruction, a school teacher's journey through the dark world of compulsory schooling by John Taylor Gatto is the book. Number one, to make good people. Number two, to make good citizens. Number three, to make each person his or her personal best. These goals are throttled out on a regular basis, and most of us accept them in one form or another as a decent definition of public education's mission. Yet, schools continuously fall short in achieving these goals. Aim of public education is not to fill the young of the species with knowledge and awaken their intelligence. Nothing could be further from the truth. The aim is simply to reduce as many individuals as possible to the same safe level, to breathe and to train a standardized citizenry to put down dissent and originality. Modern, industrialized, compulsory schooling was to make a sort of a surgical intervention into the perspective unity of the underclasses. Divide children by subject, by age grading, by constant rankings on tests, and by many other subtle means, and it was unlikely that the ignorant mass of mankind separated in childhood would ever reintegrate into a dangerous united whole. The actual purpose of modern schooling is broken into six basic functions. Number one, the adjustive or adaptive function. Schools are to establish fixed habits of reaction to authority. This, of course, precludes critical judgment completely. Number two, the integrating function, and this might be, well be called the conformity function because its intention is to make children as alike as possible. Number three, the diagnostic and directive function. School is meant to determine each student's proper social role. Number four, the differentiating function. Once their social role has been diagnosed by the previous function, children are to be sorted by role and trained only so far as their destination in the social machine merits, not one step further. Number five, the selective function. And this refers not to human choice at all, but to Darwin's theory of natural selection as applied to what he called the favored races. And number six, the prepudutic function. The societal system implied by these rules will require an elite group of caretakers. It is in the interest of complex management or economic or political systems to dumb people down, to demoralize them, to divide them from one another, and to discard them if they don't conform. 
Occasional letter number one. And I quote, In our dreams, people yield themselves with perfect docility to our molding hands, the present educational conventions for and of intellectual and moral education fade from our minds, and unhampered by tradition, we work our own goodwill upon a grateful and responsive folk. We should not try to make these people or any of their children into philosophers or men of learning or men of science. We have not to raise up from among them authors, educators, poets, or men of letters. We shall not search for embryo great artists, painters, musicians, nor lawyers, doctors, preachers, politicians, or statesmen, of whom we have an ample supply. The task we set before ourselves is very simple. We will organize children to teach them to do in a perfect way the things their fathers and mothers are doing in an imperfect way. End of quote. This is from the Rockefeller's General Education Board in 1906. The occasional letter number one. This is how it all started. They didn't want brains or talent, just obedience. And who's the we here? General Educational Board. And this mission statement should be read or listened to more than once until the illusion about schools so carefully implanted in your minds are broken. We want one class to have a liberal education. We want another class, a very much larger class of necessity to forego the privilege of liberal education and fit themselves to perfect, specific, difficult manual tasks. There exists a different universe of open source learning, which operates through experimentation and personal feedback loops instead of authoritative advice. Open source learning accepts that everything under the sun might be a possible starting point on the road of self-mastery and a good life, garage work, poker, dancing, whatever. In open source sequences are personally designed or personally signed off on and everyone you encounter is a potential teacher. In open source, teaching is a function, not a profession. Anyone with something to offer can teach. The student determines who is or who is not a teacher, not the government. In open source, you don't need a license to teach any more than Socrates did. Right there, you can feel how different the basic assumption of an open source is. No student faces failure for deciding not to learn from you. In open source, students are active initiators, and it all sounds too undisciplined, I know, but life beyond schooling is exactly that. You either write your own script or you become an actor in somebody else's script. Separate schooling and education into compartments and useful distinctions jump out at you. Schooling is a matter of habit and attitude training. It takes place from the outside in. Education is a matter of self-mastery first, the self-enlargement, even self-transcendence. As all possibilities of human spirit open themselves into zones for exploration and understanding. 
There are points where the two conditions inform one another, however, in schooling, somebody else's agenda is always uppermost. This mind control aspect is what makes it so unpleasant, although not to the lost souls already broken to the game of pleasing others. You can easily compensate for lack of schooling. The human record is full of stories of those who have done so in the past and those who continue to do so in the present. But without education, you will stumble through life a sitting duck for exploration and failure, no matter how much money you make. Growth and self-mastery are reserved for those vigorously self-directing planning, doing, creating, reflecting, freely associating, taking chances, punching the lights out of your tormentors. But this is precisely the agenda school is set up to prevent. Think of school as a conditioning laboratory, drilling naturally unique, one-of-a-kind individuals to respond as mass, to accept continual envy and limited competence as only natural parts of the human condition. The official economy we have constructed demands constantly renewed supply of leveled, spiritless, passive, anxious, friendless, familyless people who have been scrapped and replaced them endlessly. They will perform at maximum efficiency until their own time comes to become scrap. People who think the difference between Coke and Pepsi or round hamburgers and squared ones are subjects worthy of argument. Number one, the ability to ask hard questions of data, whether from textbooks, authorities or other expert sources. In other words, do we teach dialectics? Number two, the ability to define problems independently to avoid slavish dependence on official definitions. Number three, the ability to scan masses of irrelevant information and to quickly extract from the sludge whatever is useful. Number four, the ability to conceptualize. Number five, the ability to recognize information, reorganize information into new patterns which enable a different perspective than the customary one. Number six, the possession of a mind fluent in moving amongst different modes of thought, deductive, inductive, heuristic, intuitive, and so on. Number seven, facility in collaboration with a partner or in teams. Number eight, skill in discussion of issues, problems, or techniques. And number nine, skilled in rhetoric, convincing others your course is correct. Have you learned any of these in any of your schooling institutions? Why has schooling acquired such a bad odor? Part of the answer lies in the political nature of mass schoolings, a characteristic inherent in any bureaucracy. It's not so much kids thinks, think in these abstract terms. It is the widespread understanding among the young that school isn't about them and their interests, curiosities and futures, but exclusively about the wishes of other people. School is built around self-interest of others. What then is the point of taking this test or that one? In primary school, when all the endless possibilities of self-development and the variety of good life should be explored, the principal element taken up in its limitations, singled out by the word don't. 
The most enduring legacy of the don't drill is the indifference to everything except narcotics like violence, rudeness, cruelty, alcohol and actual drugs with which the negativity can be escaped. Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius said, without self-knowledge, you can hardly think of yourself as human at all. And yet, we have the first National Commissioner of Education right at the start of things declaring that self-alienation is the goal of schooling. Educated people are seldom at a loss with what to do with time. Being alone is often a blessing to the educated. They like their own company. Educated people can form healthy attachments anywhere because they understand the dynamics of relationships. Educated people are aware of and accept and understand their own mortality. And in each of its seasons, they learn from each moment. They gain insight all of their ages, even to the very last minute on earth. They accept no prepackaged marching orders without passing them through the test of critical review. They are aware of a larger human community and its values. They're knowledgeable about values in different cultures. Educated men and women enjoy power to create new things, new ideas and new experiences. The educated discover truth for themselves through the rules of evidence, not by memorizing opinions of others. Unlike the ignorant, the educated never become overly dependent on material wealth for happiness. Recognizing that the most valuable goods, love, curiosity, reverence, and empathy can be had without any cost. Is our current schooling system providing this education or does it come from open source? And we get it ourselves outside of the schooling institutions. Habit is the enormous flywheel of society, the most precious conservative agent. It alone is what saves children of fortune from the envious uprisings of the poor. It alone prevents the hardest and the most repulsive jobs from being deserted. It holds the minor in his darkness. It keeps different social strata from mixing. Habit does. Schooling is organized by command and control from without. Education is self-organized from within. School disconnects its clientele from other primary sources of learning. They must do this to achieve administrative efficiency. Education sets out to provide a set of bountiful connections which are random, willful and disharmonious with one another, understanding that the learning of resourcefulness, self-sufficiency and invention will inevitably involve surprising blends of things, things impossible to predict or anticipate in advance. In education, the student is awakened to the critical role of natural feedback loops playing becoming independent. Feedback loops attempt to closely, not circumscribed by rules, create customized circuits of self-correction rather than a slavish need to follow the generalized direction of others. Schooling is bound, on the other hand, to emphasize rule obeyed by the others. Subject learning is what schools do because their intention is to create clerks and specialists who themselves are merely a fancy form of a clerk. But over and over again in sciences and elsewhere, we've come to understand that cross-fertilization, mixing the academic disciplines and more is the powerful driver of scientific advance. Year after year, the International Happiness Survey 
reports only three conditions necessary to judge your own life as a happy one. Good relationships, good health, and satisfying work. Let's make sure that the schooling system teaches our children self-knowledge, observation, feedback, analysis, mirroring, experimentation, judgment, and adding value. Like this video and share it. My channel, link to this book, buy it, read, get educated. Love and respect.